Hey y'all. What's up, people? I'm Kay. And I'm B. And we're about to give y'all the tea. So grab your favorite cup and cozy on up. And let's get to sipping. So, sis, what are we sipping on today? So we are sipping on Christiana tea. And you already know before we get into the nitty-gritty, we have to do our catch-up. So, Kaylani, what has been going on, girl? <sighs> been having to do a lot of woo sides. I was gonna say that's a deep Negro spiritual side. <laughs> um, listen, this has been a crazy time at work. Um, parents are just not realizing that, maybe not realizing, but like understand the full effect of their child not being vaccinated. Their kids need vaccines. And uh, to go to go to school, or you have to go through this long process of filling out paperwork, um, which we don't provide. Anyways, just parents are coming, and there's you know you have families like some we've been getting a lot of multiples, so like families are like five and three, and some of them you have to put records in. We have to retrieve records from other people from other like clinics, and so that takes time in itself. But I had somebody try me today, like real life, threaten me to come across the desk. Oh. Um, uh-uh. Yeah. And I like, I was like, you know what? Because I, I, me as, a, as who I am, I don't like it, the headspace that I get into whenever um, my crazy comes out because I, for one, dissociate. Like I'm, Kehlani's gone. This is, this is, this is my, like, so when I get to that point, I just, I don't like not having control over anything. So before I get to that point of dissociation, I give people a chance to change their behavior, which means like, I'll tell you, like she was saying that she's like, I'm gonna jump across this desk because you're being rude and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was like, oh no, I'm not the one being rude. Like I'm not being rude. I'm talking to you in a very calm tone, really calm, like very calm, very quiet. Um, You're the one who's yelling. You're the one who's having an attitude. Like, I, 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 there's nothing that I, was, I, I can do after that. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she changed her behavior a bit um, after she didn't threaten me anymore, get irate or anything like that. But I'm just like, if it hadn't gotten to that point, if she had continued getting it, I don't know what would have happened. And I'm just like, people really do try me. And, like, I guess, I, like, I get it. I have a sweet face and I get it. Like, I, I have a soft voice. But I'm also, like, it's not sweet over here. Like, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Really, honestly, I'm choosing to go this first route for both of our states because I don't <laughs> like being in the headspace. And I just don't think you want to get cussed out or whatever happens in that space. Like, it just, I don't want that to happen. So, w- like, why do people try me? But, it's yeah. <laughs> it's not. And it's just, like, people are... Mm. I hope that's my only, only, and I know it's not because once kids start getting kicked out of school, you're going to have angry parents coming and being upset and whatever. And I'm just like, one of these days I'm a snap and my, all my coworkers will be shocked that I cuss one of parents <laughs> out. Because <laughs> it's like, if you come at me crazy, to be very honest, I f- have every right to meet that same energy. Mm-hmm. But 
like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. But I'm going to add a little tail into that. Go high to a certain point. Because if you keep trying me, <laughs> I'm going to come down to your level. We can go all the way down to hell with it. Like, no. <laughs> Girl, and you like, I love you, Michelle Obama Blunt. When she said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turned up. I was like, I ain't hear that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get it. It's your job. It's your place of work. So, you know, certain things you're going to have to deal with in order to keep your job. But I'm just like. That's just me in general. Like, I give people a chance to change behavior because I'm like, I'm going to oh, tell you about yourself first. But like I'm gonna get you a chance to correct yourself. Like realize where you're, what you're doing. If you're yelling, if you're getting crazy, I'm gonna make you realize what you're doing. If you continue, whatever happens, happens. Like I see, and that's the great thing about you, Kaylani. Because with <laughs> me, I'm not giving you no chances. Because why are you coming at me incorrect? Because here's the thing about me, and that might just be like you know. I guess me being full of myself or whatever. But I'm just like, I'm never going to approach anybody with disrespect unless they mm-hmm. come with disrespect. So the fact that you're coming at me crazy means you lost your motherfucking mind. So I'm going to meet you at your level or I'm going to go to hell. Like, that's just because I'm just like, you know, I don't be doing nothing. I be minding my business. So I'm just like, why are you coming at me crazy? And I'm minding right. my business. So I'm right. like, you're going to get it. Like, so that's just me. Like I just I don't like where I'm I don't like what happens in the headspace I've done. Like not to say I've done anything like super crazy, but like I just don't like not having control. And when I'm in that headspace, I legit like my mind is razzled. And I'll be like, dang, I I really said that. Or like I'll even be surprised that I've had a full conversation. Even if I am calm, I'm like, I, I was halfway there. I was not fully there because I had already dissociated. So mm-hmm. it's like whatever happens happens and I'm like I don't like being in that space I don't like not having control over my emotions because anger is one thing that I recognize fully that's something that I it happens fast so because I, I know it I, I'm able to have control to an extent <laughs> once something happens like you've seen my switch once something happens mm-hmm. it's like I don't know if you if you remember Lilo and Stitch <laughs> why that scene came to my head just now and old girl was talking about uh Lilo's mom and Stitch was like okay like he was like I tried holding you back but that warrants it that's what happens with the switch it's like you know I try holding it back then it's like oh well okay go ahead you got mm-hmm. it yeah I get it like for me I've just learned to embrace that side because that is a side of me mm-hmm. and whatnot and I'm like all parts of me are here to like, you know, protect myself. And like you, like I said, I be minding my business. So people talking crazy, as long as it's not at me, I don't care. And it's kind of like water off my back. But you know, say that one thing or come at me crazy. I'm just like, you didn't have to do that. And you should have better home training. Now you because you don't have better home training, we're gonna have to deal with this and you not you really not gonna like me. So mm-hmm. That's just how I feel about the situation. But luckily, I don't really be in those type of situations. I don't necessarily place myself in those situations. But, you know, when trouble come looking, trouble come find me. But whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but aside the point. Um, is there anything else going on in your life you want to catch us up on? No, not really. Um, yeah, no. Oh, I think last time we had spoke, 
I said I was going on a like staycation um, mm-hmm. with our one of our friends, and that was really nice. It was a cute little quaint town. Um, we did a little cabin in the woods thing. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, I have finally moved into my new apartment. I'm officially recording <laughs> in my new space, so that's been exciting. However, the moving moving process was stressful, and moving is always stressful. But the thing is, I was sick and on my period the same oh. time that I was moving. So, girl, I was stressed beyond measure. And I was just like... And the thing is, I paid for movers because I was like, I'm not lifting a fucking finger. Ended up lifting a fucking finger. But, you know, that's the thing <laughs> right there. Because, you know, it takes, you know, many hands make light work or whatever the fuck the saying is. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, but um, I'm officially, well, not officially settled. I still need to get my room together. I have to buy new hangers. I just set up my dresser the other day. Just mounted my TV the other day. I've been here for about two, three weeks now. Look at you. Um, Bless the builder. Look. Look, when I tell you I could put some shit together, I could put some shit together. Okay? I may not mm-hmm. like it, but I could do it. <laughs> yeah. In my last apartment, I put all my stuff together. Like, you know, ain't nothing but to read some instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then oh, after I moved in, literally the following week later, I went to DreamCon. So if y'all on our social media, y'all should have caught a video. Um, me and my other bestie, um, Shameless plug, we are Niger Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we hosted two panels at DreamCon. It was our first time hosting a panel. It was my first time at DreamCon. It was her um, second time. And so we held the two panels that we hosted. Was The first one was an anime lip sync battle, which just ended up being like Black people lip syncing to whatever they wanted to. It was great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yes. And man, I tell y'all, they took us to church. <laughs> okay, the winner, um, she sang, and I'm telling you by Jennifer Hudson. Ooh. Ooh, that performance, mm-hmm. man. And then our runner up uh, sang, um, is a revelation by Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk Franklin. Oh, yeah. And said, man, got real spiritual up in there. <laughs> Intent. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but it was, it was great. And, um, then our next panel, we did uh, an anime, Would You Rather? And they put us in this big-ass room. And I'm looking to my my bestie. I'm just like, why would they put us in this big-ass room? It's our first time doing this. Mm-hmm. She's like, why are you nervous? You act like you've never hosted stuff before. I'm like, okay, I have, but, like, this is different. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. Like, we was at capacity. They was turning people away from the door. Aww. And everybody... Um, our questions and stuff, everybody was like, because, you know, the goal is to, like, rile people up and cause, like, discourse and discussion. And so mm-hmm. we would put, like, really hard questions, like, um, would you rather do this? Would you rather do that? Would you have, rather have this? Rather have that? And blah, 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 blah. So, like, it was lit. And we gave people, like, you know, opportunities to come up and speak their piece as to why it should be this or why it should be that. But it was lit. It had a great time whole bunch of black people in crossplay mm-hmm. and anime and I'm just like oh, this is lovely so yeah, yeah I saw you ran into one of my homeboys I was like oh my gosh yes for the um I crossplayed as Maki from Jujutsu Kaisen and mm-hmm. then 
um, cosplayed as Rengoku from Demon mm-hmm. Slayer. So yeah, that's that's one of my one of my we we go way 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 back. That's um, hilarious. Small world. Yeah. Which makes sense. I was in Austin, so that's you know where it was held. But they moved back to Louisiana. That's what oh, I was like. oh, okay. So they came out. No, for real, people yeah. really came out and drove like. I met people from all over the United mm-hmm. States. And some people even came from um, the Caribbean. Um, wow. So like, I'm saying, like, this was, like, a big deal. I love that. So, yeah. And because of this, me and Busty were officially going to make, like, a an like anime nerd group or whatever and start, like, going to other cons and hosting other panels. So, really looking forward to that. Yes, can't wait to go to the next one. Yes, but okay, that's all for me. I have nothing else, and so we can go ahead and into the tea. So we're gonna go over a few definitions, just so you know we have a basis, foundation as to what we're speaking about. So um, I'll go over the definition. This first definition is for religion. So religion is the belief in and worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance, or a set of organized beliefs, practices, and systems that most often relate to the belief and worship of controlling force, such as a personal god or other supernatural being. Okay. Um, and then Kalani, can you read yeah. us our second definition? I can. Um, so I'm going to read the definition of what it means to be spiritual. So it is relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. It also means relating to people's thoughts and beliefs rather than to their bodies and physical surroundings. And lastly, it means the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than yourself, something more to being human than sensory experiences, and that the greater whole of which we are a part is cosmic or divine in nature. There we go. So those are going to be the two topics we're going to be covering in this podcast, religion and spirituality. So before we get into it, we want to let it know, make it known that it's not an attack on any spiritual uh, or any religion or any spiritual practice in particular, if what we say doesn't apply, then let it fly. Cool, cool. So I guess we can go ahead and go into our questions discussion. So, um, Kehlani, what is your relationship with religion and spirituality? Um, so I grew up church girl. Um, I can say my relationship growing up versus my relationship now um, is different. I do identify as Christian with, but like Christian in the sense of like what it's supposed to be <laughs> and not um, what it is uh, or what it has become rather. Um, I practice from the sense of like loving and um, loving everyone and uh, I do pray. I also go to church, but I have been to churches that, you know, they do spew hateful things and they say like some like really dis dis um not discouraging, uh, what is the word? Discriminating things where it's just like, how are you saying? Like, why is this your main focus? <laughs> um, nobody's perfect. We're all human. 
Um, and like, if you're saying a subset of people are going to go to hell because they do X, Y, and Z, then it's like, you're pointing the fingers. And based under, under Christianity, it's like, there's no sin that's greater than the other. So it's like, you're pointing at someone else doing something and you're, you're, you're just as bad. Um, I can say I'm more of a, I focus more on my relationship. I believe in, in God. So I focus more on my relationship with God than more of like the practice of like, Oh, going to church every Sunday, um, reading your Bible all the time or things like that. Um, I'm more of a relationship practicing uh, Christian than like focusing on the, Uh, like, I don't. What am I? Reg, I don't. I don't think regiment reg, regime is the proper term, but like that aspect of it, where it's like you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to be this person, you have to be this type of person, like to seem like I'm more superior than others, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah. What about you? Um. So my relationship with religion and spirituality. Um. Uh. Grew up in a. Catholic conservative household um and now I would say I am a deconstructed or deconstructing Christian um and definitely laid more into the spiritual side of things and so my relationship with religion is terrible and it's just from you know lived experiences and also just like my own my own study of like you know Catholicism and Christianity and everything like from where it stemmed from to how it played a role in just like black people's lives and like honestly the world and to now and then also opening myself up to like other belief systems to see like you know what feels best what feels natural and in a sense of like I guess practicing because I don't necessarily feel like I have to practice or believe in something to just purely exist Mm-hmm. you know like I'm here because I'm here mm-hmm. and so that's just kind of like where I am so deconstructing Christian and you know more spiritual or just like you know I'm here to exist and it doesn't have to be more than that mm-hmm. all right so um well I guess you kind of touched on it but what is a driving factor for I don't want to say what you believe in, but, like, what, for where you are right now. So, okay. Driving factor, as far as, like, me deconstructing is that um, growing up, it's just, like, going to, being forced to go to church every Sunday. First off, I'm just, like, I didn't like, I was a kid. I didn't like being woken up on a Sunday while I should be sleeping (laughs) in. (laughs) So, there's one thing. But also, just, like, going to church and, like, doing these chants and saying the same thing over and whatnot, and being told that you have to be this way, you be good, or you're gonna go to hell. I'm just like, first off, that's traumatizing to a child, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know better, and you think that everything that you do can possibly send you to hell. Right. <laughs> so there's like religious trauma with that, and also just like as growing up and realizing who I am as a person, like you know, I'm one black and two, well, not one black, but I'm black queer. You know, and me realizing that, oh, I like girls as much as I like boys, 
And I'm just like being told that pure love. And then this is me as a child. Like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know anything else other than that. I'm just like, well, that girl's cute and I like her. So what's the issue? Mm-hmm. You know? And then being told at church every so often that I'm going to go to hell for liking somebody never made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So again, another <laughs> a trauma. And then just like other things, like, you know, they'll talk about no one sin is greater than the other, but clearly there was something greater than the other for right. me in my experience. Right. And then also seeing people preach about being devout and being good and all this other stuff. And then as soon as they leave church, acting like a whole different person, I'm just like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Giving me whiplash. So there was that. And then also it's just like, of course, peer pressure, you know, pressure from family, pressure from the people I was going to church with, and even pressure from just like social media and TV just to be like, you know, I have to be good in order to get to heaven, you know? And I'm just like, well, why can't I just be good to be good? Like, why is heaven like, you know, and which I understand why heaven, because they preach it to be like, oh my God, it's just like Elysium, you're going to be happy for all your days and you'll be with God and Jesus and all the other stuff. But to me, I was just like, but I just like to be nice because I like being nice, you know? And this is me as a kid. Yeah. I'm like, I just like to be nice. I like seeing people happy, like, you know? And so that's a driving factor for me, well, like early on in life. And now Mm -hmm. for me doing my research and seeing like how Christianity came to be and the effect that it has on Black people in the world in general is a other driving force because this was a religion that was forced upon us and has so much violence in it. And even like, not even just against black people, but the entire world. So I'm just like, I can't be a part of religion that I'm Christian when this has so much, so much blood on its hands mm-hmm. and then tries to act like it doesn't, you know? So that's like, you know, my driving force as to why I don't, I'm not a Christian. I will never def- identify as a Christian again. And also why I am looking at other religions and kind of like pulling pieces or um, just like belief systems as to how can I appreciate the earth that I live in and also like what it can do for me, what I can do for it. Mm -hmm. So what about you? So for me, um, like I, I said a little bit earlier, it's really just more so about like, my relationship with God and like the things that I've experienced in my life, there's um, things that are like inexplicable to me where it's like, I have no idea how that happened or um, how that came about. There's like, um, like I could, I guess I could speak on one. Um, My mom had really bad lupus to the point that she almost died. Um, when I was in high school and the doctors said she might have to be on dialysis for the rest of her life. And which was fine. We had accepted that. It was just like, it is what it is. Um, whatever happened, not whatever happens, happens, but it's like, you know, I'm glad you're alive, um, that they were able to catch it and they were able to treat it. Uh, but you're going to have to be on dialysis the rest of your life. And that is, it's very draining. I saw it drain her. I saw it like practically suck the life out of her um and it sucked and it was very hard to experience that in 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 high school and still go to school and still try to be a normal teen and still do all these things while like also struggling with the fact that this is my mom's new life 
Um, but two years later, her kidneys fully function. And even the doctors were like, I have no idea how this happened. Um, I like, I, I, I just like, it, like it's fine. It's great that it works, that it's back to full function, but like your kidneys were literally destroyed. Like there was nothing, um, there was no way back from where they were. Um, so it's like things like that where it's like, I believe in a higher power and I focus more on appreciating that and um, more than like saying like, oh, I, cause like I'm, I'm just a nice person anyway. So like, it's not even about like me being nice or being kind to obtain a certain end. Um, it's just, that's just who I am. So that's not my driving factor or driving force or anything like that. But then it's also just like appreciating the people that, you know, are in this world, appreciating, like you said, the nature of things and um, like where I'm at and um, just appreciating like timing of things and all of that. And so it's just like I, like I said, I, I, that's just what I, I grew up with. I did not really just like growing up with, but like I identify as Christian um, and I do understand the the negative effects and that not even just effects, but like the effects that Christianity does have on the world and things like that. Um, but that doesn't, because the way I, I see it, I'm just like, there are people who unfortunately have used something that's supposed to be supposed to be supposed to be this pure religion um and that's supposed to be loving and things like that and they've used it for evil and um it it does like kind of upset me because it's like dang like there are people who are allies you know for lgbtqia lgbtqia there are people who are allies for like people who are oppressed and like it's upsetting that that those good people I don't want to say just good people but those people that are supposed to be doing what they're supposed to be doing um are overshadowed by such evil people and I will say that they're evil because they're you like it's been used as slate in slavery it's been used to I like spew hateful things against the LGBTQIA um community it's been even spewed against like black people where it's like I, I never understood like I'm like okay you want us not like but like white Christians like the point is to 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 be this person right so why does it matter who I am like what per what color I am what um like what things that I things that I like that I don't like things that I believe in like why does that matter um so I guess my main driving factor is that I'm more so focused on my connection and relationship with God than anything else mm -hmm. so then like what are your thoughts on christianity and black people so kind of touched on it a little bit yeah um so i feel like what's practiced today by a majority of christianity christians is not the intended um introduction you know um a lot of it is kind of derailed from Roman Catholicism and Protestants and even just like slate like the slave slavery and um a lot of 
Black Christians have this warped mentality of um, just like of a lot of things where it's just like mm, you read that wrong or not even just you read that wrong it's like this has this thing has been changed so many times that it's interpreted by whoever like if that person says or sees that oh this means that we're gonna gain all the riches on the earth or whatever they can warp that and make it be this whole other um whole other thing and then preach it so it's like when it's preached from a from different versions that have again have been rewritten and people don't do the like even there's theologians not theologians are they theologians Mm -hmm. people that go to like college for for, like bible college like they realize (laughs) they're theologians okay or people who study religion are theologians yeah but um like they'll even say like no that wasn't it was changed in this time and so even understanding that where it's just like y'all are preaching these things that wasn't intended to be preached you know if we want to go based off of Jesus and his life he wasn't blaspheming people like that like he wasn't hating on people like he wasn't spewing all this hateful speech that is going on now in even in the black black uh black churches Whereas, like, their sole focus is LGBTQ. Like, it's, like, it's brought up every Sunday. Like, like, what, why? Why is that your main focus? Why, if we're really trying to get into heaven and that's that, why not just preach, like, love and preach, um, like, helping each other, helping one another. Like, if someone from your community is coming to, to you and expressing, you know, that they need help, why do y'all turn away? Why do we feel like to turn the nose up? Like, it's just so many, like having to dress a certain way or be a certain thing. Like people are very um, snotty and think that they are superior to others. And yeah, so I just feel like specifically, especially in the black church, that there are certain practices that are done and things that are said that it are contradic- contradictory to like black people in general, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And oh, were you finished with your thought? I was done. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, um, and you know, you've heard me say this before. I'm like, black people mm-hmm. wouldn't be Christian if it wasn't for slavery, and black people around the world wouldn't practice any type of Christian belief if it wasn't for colonialism and so mm. except for like the people in Ethiopia and Trier, okay I was gonna say I'll have to disagree but yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. so except <laughs> for them because and the thing is they were never colonized but they the Christ, type of Christianity that they practice is not even same or similar right to right. what we encounter today mm-hmm. and so for me because you know I study like you know African-American history still study it and that's just like my interest. And it's, it's um, when it comes to black people being Christian and I, I'm just like, we don't necessarily have to be Christian anymore because you know, Christianity was used as a tool for subjugation. And the thing is, even with the Bible at the time, they would change things in the Bible when mm-hmm. you know, slave people, enslaved people could read so that they will say, you know, in subjugation right to their masters and so 
And I think I know that Christianity is so heavily intertwined with like, you know, the black community and whatnot, because that's something that, excuse me, after a while, after, you know, we lost um, our belief systems from beforehand, that was like, you know, an only foundation. But once you found out that the foundation is corrupt, that it's cracked, like, you know, I feel like, you know, for me, the logical thing would be like, build a new foundation, get a new foundation. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that, like, on a psychological level, like, um, and I don't don't know if this is actually a psychological thing, (laughs) like, Stockholm Syndrome, well, like, with Christianity for me and, like, how it came to be. And because that's at a certain point, and even now, that's all Black people know, and I'm talking about Black people specifically in America, Mm. it's just, like, you don't really know what else to do. And this is kind of like a comfort because it's all you know. But what comes with that, of course, is the negatives. And in a sense of like, yes, um, attacking like different groups like the LGBT and whatnot. You also attack black people who don't practice the same beliefs as you, you Mm -hmm. know? So the people who do still are like connected to like their original belief system. So like, there's hoodoo, voodoo, santeria, and all mm-hmm. this other stuff that's more closely, like, related to back to what our ancestors, like, you know, practiced and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so, and which we're going to touch, touch on this a little bit later, but, like, also, like, the respectability politics that comes out of being Christian and Black, the purity politics, mm-hmm. and everything else of, like, I feel like being Christian to a certain extent and really in totality limits who Black people can be. Because it's just, like, we've been raised to, like, follow this, like, like you said, regiment earlier of how we should act. And, like, you know, the Black church is, like, one of the main driving forces of, like, you know, the Black community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts on this. We don't have time for <laughs> everything. But, like, that's my main thing. I feel like, you know, Black people definitely, if colonialism, slavery didn't happen, you know, Middle Passage we wouldn't be in this predicament today. Or like as widely widely known as it is now. Right. Yeah. And so but like so what are your thoughts on organized religion as a whole, like on black communities? So like um that can be Christianity, um Islam, Hotepism, <laughs> uh, Judaism, you know, all the like organized religions. Um I just like I think like it just goes back to what we said, like, it it does limit, like, when you, or it's, it's just, not even just limit, but it's also divisive, like, mm-hmm. you know, just thinking back to, like, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, like, one was uh, Muslim, the other was Christian, and it's just, like, yes, they work together, but even now, it's deemed, like, oh, this person was, uh, was good because of da-da-da, but then this other person wasn't good because of da-da, or, like, just, like, pinning people against each other when it's like why can't we just all work together but um i also feel like a lot of these uh religions are very like oppressive where mm-hmm. um it's and we're g- gonna touch on this part also but like with patriarchy like you know the man mm-hmm. is in is like the head or the man is is superior and then then comes the woman who's supposed to be superior and um submissive to the man and then it's the children and then so on and so forth mm-hmm. where it's just like like there's partnerships like you know 
it the point of a partnership is working together it's not about anybody being greater or lesser than the other um i also feel like a lot of these cults specifically speaking to like islam and um christianity like purity purity culture like you have to be this pure person the more pure you are the closer you are to god and um and things like that and like like i said that can be very or i think you said it somebody said it but still (laughs) very um like self i guess self-oppressive where it's like you feel these things you think these thoughts you do these things and it's just like okay so i'm lesser than compared to that person over there because they are this pure thing and you know they're closer to god and god doesn't looks at them will will bless them more than he will bless me or then they will bless me and it's like it things like that so um i think it's organized religion as a whole is uh just like just yeah just oppressive and divisive yeah and um i definitely agree with everything said oppressive and divisive and just like and the thing is with these to be honest like religion also really plays a big role in like power and Mm -hmm. power in power is what people seek is um greed in order to oppress people and whatnot because you know they say clout one hell of a drug power one hell of a drug Mm -hmm. and like these organized systems are really used to like keep a, a group of people a mass of people in line so that you know a small portion of people can control the masses. And mm-hmm. so I think organized religion in general, it's just like a no-no because I'm just like, when you really look down to the like nitty gritty of it and study all of it, it's just like these, these power structures are by design. Like that's the intent. Like it can be like, yes, like we want to be, kind to people who want to be nice and you should do good in the world but like if you look at how these systems are set up it is by design like these mm-hmm. are built into how we like you know practice and how we preach and how we relate to others and whatnot and so especially with these power structures it's just like also like the reading material and like how you talked about earlier how things were translated differently and that is on purpose so that like subjugation again can happen so for example the the story of the story of um adam and eve and you know they say that eve was created from adam's rib and like but when you actually do the research and look at the original translation and because you know with that story it's made to seem that eve is like you know lesser than less than yeah when mm-hmm. really in actuality in the actual translation is that um, um, Eve is half of Adam. So they're, mm-hmm. they're equal mm-hmm. on both parts. Mm-hmm. But the thing is they didn't have like a good enough English like, translation. Yeah. And also it was men writing this. So they're like women lesser anyway. So let's just do this. <laughs> anyway, you know? And then with the Bible specifically, because I can't speak too much on other religions we have to talk about how the fact that the bible has more books or more chapters yep. that you don't have access to we need to talk about Lilith who was mm-hmm. Adam's first wife mm-hmm. and the reason why she was like um banished from the garden of Eden is because she wasn't putting up with Adam's shit <laughs> mm-hmm. and how because of that now she's demonized 
because she was a woman who stood on her own. So like this, like the organized religion will always like control the narrative, and that's the issue. Like, and once you can control the narrative and you're raised in it, you don't know any better to question the thought process as to why these things happen. And if you do know better to question the thought process, you're made to seem like a pariah, an outcast, shut mm-hmm. from like mm-hmm. you know, that community. Mm-hmm. 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 So. <sighs> yes yes to all and like to like the whole like adam and eve thing it's just like it really is meant to oppress women like saying Mm -hmm. oh and everything it's all because of eve (laughs) no actually nothing bad happened until adam exactly (laughs) because adam knew what was up but didn't tell nobody yeah and if if we're going based off of adam being the head and being the leader it was him who was like if you read it was him who was given that direction and so it's like no, like I said, nothing happened until he took the bite. Then everything everything fell. And yeah. so it's just like people, people, and people, the crazy thing is, and I'm gonna get to the next question in a second, but the crazy thing is like, especially in the black community, in the black, in the black church, it's like they don't like you like they'll say, Oh, we're gonna go here. And then like, especially like speaking about like, oh, you get rich if you give, like if you give a hundred, you're gonna get a thousand. You know, like, you know reaping what you sow and you're gonna sow or reap 10 times greater or whatever but it's like y'all are misinterpreting all of this <laughs> like mm-hmm. nobody said anything about it having to be money and nobody exactly. said like it's literally like it's a reap and sow it's a thing of karma like you whether it's money whether it's good but like it's the point of like the intention behind it every that whole reap and sow and reap thing is the intention you mm-hmm. sow if you want to give somebody like uh, someone who's experiencing homelessness, if I were to say, you know what, I'm going to give them $100 because I know they're down and out. I would like for them to have some type of meal, maybe multiple meals throughout the week. I'll give 100 That will come back to me. However, it comes back to me. It doesn't have to come back in form of money. It'll come mm-hmm. back to me however it comes back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of churches. I've, and I've only grew up, grown up in Black churches, but that get to the whole thing of like, oh yeah, give this much, and it's all about money, and all like no, because you got these pastors that have jets, have these super nice cars, have mm-hmm. all these things, and you have some of their members that are exper- like literally, not even a check, they are almost getting evicted, like they're struggling by the good of their team. Literally, financial <laughs> abuse, lights are off. These churches, but they're 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 um, you know praying like hoping on god you're you're, you are literally praying on there (laughs) not p-r-a-y p-r-e-y praying Mm -hmm. on their situations and i've seen some churches even use there's a story in the bible about this woman who gave her last it was like literally her last like penny or less or the value of less than a penny and she, she like she's this seen as being the richest person and like the preachers or prophets or whatever give her this money so whatever like whatever the heck but they use that as like oh you know she gave her last and she... it's just it's very very predatory and I can go on and on and on, and on about all of those things but let me get to this next question okay <laughs> um, so what are your thoughts on spiritual slash religious practices versus quote unquote witchcraft Oh, girl. So, again, <laughs> Catholic Church. We drink the blood of Jesus and eat 
the bread, which is his body. That is witchcraft, okay? The book of Psalms is a book of spells, okay? Like, it's so wild to me, because when you really break it down to all these practices, especially in Christianity, a lot of these, like, things that they consider witchcraft, which is just pagan paganism Mm -hmm. is what they have adopted into their own like practices and I'm like this is paganism right and the thing is so wild that like again power structure how you can sit here try to demonize another people another person or group of people's belief system and call it witchcraft because Mm -hmm. they don't worship or practice the same way as you even though a lot of the things that Christian people do and I'm speaking more so on um, um, Catholic people I'm just like, this will be considered witchcraft. You have an altar, mm-hmm. right? I'm just like, where do you think these altars come from? Like, a multiple mm-hmm. religions and spiritual pra- practices have altars, mm-hmm. you know? You burn a candle for a lost loved one, or you burn a candle to pray over somebody. And other practices, you burn candles for a lost one, too. You burn candles to break, like, you know, soul ties. You burn candles for a lot of reasons. And so, like... For me, it's just like the pot calling the kettle black. We're all doing the same thing with different names. Right. You know? So that's my thought on it. I'm just like, you can't be a hypocrite and say something when you're doing the exact same thing with a different name. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I completely agree. Like you said, the Santeria, which it uses Catholicism and... Um, mm-hmm. Because it started in Cuba and uh oh the it's not ocean, but what is is it oceans? Like they they combined both of those religions. Oh girl, don't ask me, I don't know. <laughs> but it's not, I, the reason I know this, I watched I am I am I chronically, chronically watch criminal minds. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what my comfort zone. <laughs> me too. But that was one of the episodes, and you know, they t- briefly touched on it. So I really do I I think don't quote me on this y'all but I think it is like the Santeria or maybe it's something else but it's a mix of Christianity and the oceans like they use both anyways besides the point if we're going based on like I'm just strictly strictly speaking from like a Christianity standpoint Mm -hmm. and how people view witchcraft but I'm like if you read the damn bible literally like they were putting blood on their door pedestals to to keep death away from their door 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 post to keep death away from their door Mm-hmm. They're um they're speaking in tongues and that could be seen like as uh like oh being possessed or your devil worship or like you're mm-hmm. you're possessed. I just said possessed already, but like you're like you know you're speaking this dead language, so you must not be of like a sound mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there's also like you said the altars. There's the the routine um sacrifices sacrifices being made. That's also. Mm-hmm. Um, considered witchcraft or things like that. Catching there's, the Holy Ghost. Catching the Holy Ghost. There's I never understood that. I feel like I felt like that was always <laughs> over exaggerated. I like I've never like I'm like I've never. <laughs> That's another mm-hmm. thing for another thing. But mm-hmm. like cleansing. And specifically to add to your thing, um, for mm-hmm. Catholics we do Ash Wednesday. You know mm-hmm. the ash on the forehead. Oh my God. Can I tell you something that's probably like, you're probably like, oh my God, Kaylani. <laughs> what? I, so I didn't grow up Catholic. My, like, I'd never, I'd never known that to be a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I was, uh, was it senior in 12th grade? 
I was in 12th grade and we had this thing where um, we have like these academies. You, so I was in the healthcare academy that's like almost like a major, but for middle uh, high school. And I, we go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and I'm like shadowing doctors, whatever. I didn't know it was Ash Wednesday. I've never heard of Ash Wednesday, never celebrated it. I see all these people walking around with a black cross on their foreheads. And when I tell you, I thought that was the mark of the beast. I said, oh, God, this world is going to <laughs> I said, wait, is this what it looks like? Is this what the mark looks like? Like, everybody's just walking around like it's normal. Like, nobody sees these smudges on these people's heads like, and their crosses. And I was like, oh, my God, the end is near. Where? What's happening? When I I was so frightened, <laughs> um, I think someone was t- I over either overheard someone say or someone's talked to me about it, and they're like, "Oh, it's Ash Wednesday." I'm blah blah blah. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> but also, like, and I want to touch onto that because that is religious trauma too. Because like, that scared the hell out of you because in the they preached to you like you know. Like in the end times, this and this, and this is the mark of the devil to scare you. And you in high school, you don't know no better. Yeah. And this is scaring the hell out of you, which is can be a very <laughs> traumatic experience. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> back to what we were saying. Um, but yeah, no, there are just other practices. Oh, like uh, oiling, like, you know, getting the olive oil and blessing it and baptisms mm-hmm. like there's so this list can go on and on and on but like there's so many things that like are practices that if you were to place it in any other spotlight would be deemed as witchcraft exactly and i'm not like speaking against anything or like anything like i that's not what i'm saying but all i'm saying is like look in the mirror and right. look back <laughs> at like what just because you know they use it differently or not even differently like you know we use incense or incense was used because not every Mm -hmm. christian does it but incense is used to cleanse that was also Mm -hmm. something that was used in the bible you know like you said in psalms you know they say to put this whatever whatever you cleanse whatever so incense was used um we use olive oil to bless um you bless your things you bless whatever whatever like there's so many practices that are done in the name of christianity that it's just like, look at what you're doing compared to other people and look at how similar it looks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <sighs> that's my thing. Um, and yeah, there's things that I like, some of the things that I practice, and all honestly, like it's helped me in like just in life in general, where it's like I feel like cleansing my space has helped me feel comfortable moving in and um like i said there's some christians that are like no you don't have to cleanse all you gotta do is pray over it we can go oh lord i don't talk about praying about over things girl i don't know if you saw that that post about this pastor that said her child this other lady's child didn't need to go to listen to what the doctor was saying or go to therapy or anything like that um because he had or i don't know if it was a boy girl or boy but because the child had ADHD or autism or something like that she just needs mm-hmm. to pray it away and it'll go away and that's mm-hmm. so dangerous dangerous De- mm-hmm. depression like all these mental like mental illnesses you know neurodivergencies like it's human 
And for you to sit here and say, oh, just pray away. Just give it to God. Just give it to God. That's mm-hmm. not how that works. That's not what that is. Like, that's not, no, no. Exactly. It's, it's religious manipulation. It's okay. gaslighting. And can you imagine being like, I, I can't, I wouldn't be there, but like, <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> but like, imagine like being that the mother, like believing and trusting this person who, you know, like you said, is manipulation and her child is constantly having these, um, I guess it would consider be considered a setback because you're taking them out of what is helping them mm-hmm. and switching it up and they're going to fall short of whatever meter or um, whatever, what's the word? <sighs> Measure that mm-hmm. you, you hold them to. And it's like, they're going to fall short because they're not getting the help that they need from professional people. And don't let me get, don't get me started. And I had to check my, my mom on this one day. Cause she was like, Oh, depression is, a, is an evil spirit. No, it's not. No, definitely not. It's not, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's an imbalance in the brain. And mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about, you know, wisdom and knowledge given to doctors and things like that. And like, from like, you know, we, as people are, I believe that we are like three types, like three, you have your, your soul, and then your body, and then your mind. And if one of those things are unhealthy, you go to someone to help that. Your physical body, you go to a doctor. So then your mental, I'm going to say mental body, your mental body, you go to psychologists, or you go seek mental help. Mm-hmm. There's people who, who like, those. they're there to help you. And they're there to... Not to say necessarily get you better, but to treat you. That's the word I'm looking for. To treat you. Um, so yeah, that's just another thing where it's just like you can't pray everything away. Like that is not right. what that is. That's a practice that I will I will say, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't speak down on a lot of things, but no, no, no. I do actually. But <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. And I will I will violently yell at somebody for trying to say that a child who has autism who's neurodivergent who's depressed who's anxious like all these things that are demonized for them to say just pray it away no mm-hmm. yeah and and it's not kind of the same realm but like i experienced this recently like with my mom who again is a devout catholic and it's like how i mentioned like the manipulation and gaslighting that comes with like religion and like praying it away or like in this specific scenario with me, like, um, my mom's talking about all the sacrifices I'm making and how God's going to pay me back. And I'm just like, excuse you? <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, and because I was upset about the situation that I was in. And instead of like, you know, talking to me about it or like trying to help me come to a resolution because I'm coming to her. She's telling me to just, like, don't be mad. Don't be upset. God's going to pay you back. You know, you're making a, a beautiful sacrifice. And I'm like, excuse you? I'm just like, I am in mental anguish right now, emotionally mm-hmm. distraught. And you're telling me to leave things alone and let God. I said, okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault for even saying anything to her because I know how she is. And, like, again, and if my mother heard this podcast, she would weep, okay? She would weep. But I'm just like, 
the, the that's the other issue I have with religion because like you were saying, people say to pray it away or to take it to God when like these are very real and tangible things that can be dealt with right then and there instead of telling me to just sit back and let all these things happen to me because you think that's in God's favor or that's God's mm-hmm. favor. And for me, which are kind of getting off track, but I'm just like, I don't believe that and this is <laughs> going too deep, but like, I can't believe in a God that can be cruel. So that's mm-hmm. just like, for me, it's two things. Either um, God is a cruel, you know, creator or God is not real. So, and those are like the two options for me because I can't look at this world and the history that, you know, the history and also at the now and possibly the future and think that there is a, um, a God that actually cares about us because I'm mm-hmm. just like, with so much suffering in the world, and all the atrocities happen, why would an all-powerful human, or not human, a superhuman or God allow this to happen and let the people that he has created in his image suffer this way, you know, for all humanity? And the only other thing that I can, like, come to is that either, again, it's a cruel God or God's not real. And that's the only thing, because I'm just like, with everything I've experienced and everything that other people have experienced around the world and the people I know, I'm just like, this don't make no sense. It just doesn't. And that's a whole other topic of conversation about, you know, God and whatnot and, like, my lease on whether he exists or not. Mm-hmm. And also, why did we give him the gender of he? You know, again, another system, you know, mm-hmm. patriarchy. But anyways, beside the point. <laughs> beside the point. But, um, yeah, so, as you were saying, like, praying stuff away when this child needs help and help can be given their resources mm-hmm. but no you think that you know better and say to pray that shit away that baby gonna suffer and that breaks my heart yep yep, that yep. my heart <sighs> is there a superiority complex from those who ascribe to certain religions yep um <laughs> and what about those who don't so like atheists and um agnostics and such like that um yeah so yes there's definitely definitely and we said it multiple times throughout the podcast Mm -hmm. yes yes a thousand times yes there is a superior superiority complex um like i said there's those things like oh because i'm christian and you're not i'm better than you or i'm gonna get into heaven and you're not like Mm -hmm. that i don't know if you're i know you do remember but uh Mm, should we say their name that that affiliation on campus that um was yelling at everybody and like how they were going to go to hell and oh like, I, thought that was, I thought that was just like random people who would come to campus nope that was an organization there was oh my god wow. yep there were two but there was that it was that one for sure that um mm-hmm, that was yelling and uh telling people that they were gonna go to hell and like demanding like if you don't accept jesus right now you know your life is eternity and like all the like all of that um that was like again like you think you're better mm-hmm. because you you believe in this certain thing when like again if we look in the mirror and we really be honest with ourselves and like no one is better than the other. Like, I mean, okay, there's people that are killing, that are pedophiles, and things like that's that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the normal person. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't believe in hell, but if there was, that's where the motherfuckers would go. 
the you know the normal person that you know just doesn't do anything crazy is not 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 doing anything like that mm-hmm. um but if you look at yourself and like things like it's just you're not better you're not mm-hmm. and so um yes and i feel like people who don't believe i think a lot of their experiences or like their where they come from is from that it's from their own experience of like dealing with people that are Christian. Like in your case, where it's just like, I don't want to, um, like if you come from, if you come from me with that, with your religion, you know, why would I respect you as a person? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, because you've experienced so much pain and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the, um, that's the story for a lot of pe- a lot of other people who don't believe in God, who aren't Christian, because you know they've they've been attacked and they've been, um, you know, demonized and hated and spewed on and spat on and thrown to the side and like e- even by their own like loved ones. It's just like they they experienced all this pain. That is just like if you come to me and say that you're Christian, I might just laugh at you <laughs> because. Like, I don't, like, why? Um, and, like, I, I can say that, like, me, like, I used to take offense to that because I'm, like, like, why are you so aggressive <laughs> towards mm-hmm. me? But then it's, like, I like I, I can understand, like, you know, because there are people that have identified as what I identify as and have been aggressive towards you. So, like, you're, you know, you're just preparing yourself for, like, okay, I'm ready for what you're about to say. And or like what you're about to do. And it's just like moving with that understanding, like I no longer take offense. Where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I, I like I said early in the podcast, I acknowledge what Christianity has done. I, I acknowledge that. Um, but that doesn't stop what my relationship and where I stand mm-hmm. um, with things. And I don't move, I don't agree with a lot of things that some Christians or most Christians say or do or things like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well then, yeah, look, I'll write in my answer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, like I said, clout is one hell of a drug. Christianity falls into that. Religion falls into that. Um, and I think that with people who are atheists or ag- agnostic is that we... I want to say we, because I do believe in, like, you know, the earth itself is just, like, you know, whatever. But I feel like people who are in, that fall into that category or that label don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just be trying to live their life and mind their business. So, and it's, and I mean, I'm pretty sure some people who do, um, who do label themselves that or identify as that do feel like a sense of superiority and I feel like that's human nature in a sense too but like for majority it's just like I don't care you know mm-hmm. I'm just here and I'm trying to live my life without like you know all these outside factors <clears throat> so yeah um and that's not I don't really know what else to touch on and I feel like you covered it yeah yeah so okay Mm-hmm. Well, the next part, which this is probably gonna be, y'all just prepared. I mean, I know we're already like more than like. <laughs> Anywho, um, religion's role in patriarchy. 
this could be a whole separate podcast right whole separate podcast but um well we could touch on like what I said earlier the story of Adam and Eve and you know and how you're saying that like Adam knew the rules of the garden right and didn't tell Eve and so when Eve was tempted and I put that in quotations tempted Mm -hmm. you know to eat the fruit of knowledge you know it's just like instead of Adam realizing hey you shouldn't do that and not take a bite out of whatever the fruit was, he takes a bite out of the fruit. And then blames that girl. Women, and then because Eve was the first person, whatever, gets punished for it, even though she did not. And Mm -hmm. that is where, I mean, like, what's called biblically, where it Mm -hmm. all started, you know, um, with patriarchy, because we also need to, like, um, realize that when it comes to, like, the Bible and, like, this religious aspect, there's also a cultural aspect that comes to, like, you know, when this book was written and whatnot, and how, like, women have mm-hmm. been seen as subservient and lesser than, and how in the book, in the Bible, it affirms that, that women should be seen and not heard, or that, like, when women are, ble- when they're on their menstrual, that they're dirty, they can't even enter the church, that mm-hmm. women can't even, like, preach, because we don't know better, because we're less than them. Mm-hmm. And then we also have these, like, labels like you know um what's the name of the the girl the prostitute um Rahab yes you know and I'm just like so all throughout the book which shows like the prominence of women but also shows their subjugation mm-hmm. and I'm just like huh like who decided that men would end all be all you know and of course it was men who decided that but I'm saying like <laughs> it's just Ugh, like you said, like they have to be the head of the house, so they have to lead, they have to provide, they have to protect. But in the same time, they are failing to do all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and want to turn their frustration on the people that they should be protecting and providing for. Right. And it's just like, we can get into the, I can get into the nuances, but <laughs> again, it's going to take too long. So I'm going to let you say your piece, Kaylani. Um, yeah, no, I agree 1000%. Let me let this ambulance pass. Anyways, I agree. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Um, yeah, and, like, there's many churches that definitely preach that, like I said earlier, that it's it was Eve's fault and, like, everything that's happened and, you know, all the sin and, blah, blah, like, all that is because of Eve when, like, in reality, it's because the person who was given the commandment mm-hmm. didn't do his job and, you know, um, but even still, like, where there are um like the there's certain scriptures in the bible that like how it's basically saying like you know the woman is submit, supposed to submit to the husband however that interpretation is not submit as in being subservient to mm-hmm. it's not even like and the thing is if we're gonna submit to anybody you gotta get something to lead like mm-hmm. it can't be like oh you know these people are like, oh, just because I'm a man, you have to submit to me. Mm-hmm. No. And it's not even about, like, being lesser than. It's like, you know, who can I trust to be in a partnership with? To, you know, if I don't know what I'm doing, I can trust you that you'll be able to at least, like, step up to that plate. 
and do what needs to be done. And like you said, there's women that like the, there's a lot of, there's the book of, I think there's a book of Rahab, the book of Deborah. The, there's a lot of books that are taken out that are written by women is all I'm saying mm-hmm. um, in the original text of the Bible. And like they touch on them very briefly. Um, Esther, unfortunately, only gets cut down to being this woman who um, was beautiful and Yes, she saved her her people, but she saved her people for being this most beautiful person. And it's like there was so much more to her story than that. Like she was like a legit prophetess, and then um, like just speaking on Deborah, they she was a prophetess, but they said, oh, she was just a judge. No, she was more than that. She had a role, but they didn't want to say she was a prophetess because that would give her the same position, the same like level of authority as a prophet. Mm-hmm. So they said, oh, she wasn't. <laughs> prophet she was a judge but the judge of the land was what the prophet um there's just so many things they're just like they they i guess they try to like rewrite in the bible but like if you if you like you said you did your research or people just do the research in general where it's like we're not the, we're not where you think where we're supposed to be and like you're you're using you're taking things out we're not where we're supposed to be where y'all think we are where mm-hmm. we're not where you think we are you mm-hmm. take things out, you rewrite things, you change the interpretation of things, you misinterpret things. I guess it's the same thing that's being redundant. But you um, try to cut things out and like whatever. And it's just like thinking that people are not going to do their own research, that they're not going to do their own reading, that they're not going to look into things themselves. And it's like when that happens, then it, the truth comes out. Women are not subservient. Women are not... I can only speak from Christianity, but I have seen it like reflected in other religions, such as Islam and even Judaism. And I know we joked about it earlier, but it's still a thing. Hotepism. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I don't think even Hotepism is a right term for it. But besides the point where it's like the man, like no matter what, it's like, oh, I don't believe in, in, in that or like that. But still, regardless, they all agree on one thing, mm-hmm. that women are lesser men. And <laughs> it's like, no you know like you said earlier it's a thing of power it's like oh i'm gonna I'm use this text against you because if you're gonna leave this and you're gonna be the da da you have to listen to this text and that's yeah. not the case um i feel like a lot of just speaking about like the u.s in general like they use quote unquote and i say quote unquote because anyways quote unquote christianity um as like a why men are in the position that they're in, like why we must have a man president, why we must have um, this, this, and that, like why we must have all these men on the Supreme Court. Well, there's not all these men, but mostly, I feel like there's mostly men, not the Supreme Court, the House mm-hmm. and the Senate and things like that. Like why they, why it's mostly these things or like why, if you look at the votes of certain things, why it's mostly men voting those things because it's about control that's really all it is they use religion as a form of control and like because even when you look at the women um that are experiencing over in uh is it iran um the the like the women and girls that are standing up for themselves is it iran I cannot confirm or deny. I just know it's a <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Okay, it's either Iran or Iraq, but I think it's Iran. Anyways, besides the point, you know they're fighting against or fighting fighting against. They're fighting for their rights to, like you said, just exist. 
and you know you have the men using religion as a way to oppress and you know exact violence upon women that are telling you we've read the text we know what we're like what's being said and what you're saying does not align mm-hmm. and um even still like just we just didn't want to exist like that's it <laughs> um so yeah that's my spiel on that yes and i was definitely about to say something and oh okay i remember now and also like the fact that the, and I saw this on TikTok, I can't remember who said it, but it said, they were like, if women naturally submit, we wouldn't preach about it so much, you know? What the heck? It, huh? No, okay, continue. So, um, and to explain, it's saying that, like, we wouldn't have to, cons- or the church wouldn't have to constantly preach about women being um, submissive and, like, all this other stuff because they're like a woman naturally submitted to like men you wouldn't have to speak about it you know but like in every religion it's always talking about how or preaching to women how to submit how to be a good wife how to be a good whatever and I believe it too because when you look at other religions that don't um fall into like the Abrahamic system of belief mm-hmm. you have you look you see these um different mm-hmm. ro- cultures or like belief systems to where like either everybody's equal or even women are like the matriarchs and they're Mm -hmm. leading those societies and so it's true it's not natural that women submit like nobody necessarily anybody can submit to anything basically what I'm trying to get at and that it's not just solely women who submit and if they're right if that was a natural thing you wouldn't have to say it you wouldn't have to preach all the time okay I see I see okay yeah also, there was, um, I don't remember, it was a prominent Black pastor from a super church, and I don't remember exactly which um, pastor it was. And it was a time period, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, where they would preach about Black women, specifically, go get your degree, go get that job, be independent, be self-sufficient, right, and do all these things. And these Black women went and did these things. We went and did mm-hmm. these things. And now, in this day and age, they talk about how because we've done these things, because we're so sufficient and don't have to rely on a man to do all these things, that we now have not left any room or need for a man in our lives. So now the same thing that they were encouraging us to do, mm-hmm. they're now uh, talking about how um, we're doing too much. And that also in the same breath that women are trying to be men, you know? Yeah. And I can speak from my personal experience. I remember, I think I went to church with you and an other friend. Or I don't know if you were there, but it was a Mother's Day um, church service. Oh, and, I, don't think I was there. Okay, you were there? Okay. No, I was not there. Oh, you weren't there. So mm-hmm. I was me and one friend. And they were talking about how because women play sports, that was, and that legit said that, women play sports. Mm-hmm basketball specifically because women are independent and do all this stuff by themselves that they want to be men and start talking like transgenderism and all this other stuff I'm just like what what <laughs> and when I tell you here's the thing because again I already said I'm going to be um, deconstructing Christian 
The thing is, what I have noticed, and like you know, my research and and other like studies of deconstructing Christians is that we truly, we really tried hardest <laughs> and try to stay in this faith to be Christian. So I in college is when I really started to like deconstruct. But before that, I was really hopping from church to church to really try and find a church home. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I'm just not Catholic. Maybe the Catholic preachers and sayings and whatever sounds like I align with. Went to a non-denominational church, right? Went to a Black Baptist Baptist church, certain church, um, um, AME churches. I went to all these different type of churches, like with people who look like me, trying to find, you know, a new foundation because the one that I grew up with was just not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And every single time, it failed it failed me because they were preached something that was just like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, huh? And so that specific church, which you introduced me to, and I think there it was Easter service and they were doing a prayer. I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And I'm just like, yes, finally, I found a church home, you know, because mm-hmm. the pastor was real and they was up front. I was just like, yes, pastor. And <laughs> called out the like, you know, the the misguidance of like, Christianity mm-hmm. only for them two three weeks later to say this bullshit <laughs> I was like yeah. boy was I bamboozled and I'll tell you when I, I sat there fuming I was mad I was like I'm done I'm done I'm done I am done mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore <laughs> so like like patriarchy patriarchy definitely ties into like that preaching that was like you know the last straw for me Mm-hmm. and whatnot and really started my journey in this deconstructing because I'm just like how is a woman being independent and self-sufficient her oh, wanting to be a man yeah why can't a man be just a uh, um all of that and just bring something else to this emotional support actually like me motherfucker like you know <laughs> these, these people get in relationships that don't actually like their wives you know yep. and I'm just like why would I want this for myself you know, but yeah. Um, so we can move on to the next point. Right. Oh, like we can we can talk about this forever. <laughs> yes. Um, which is purity culture. And so um, another thing we can get into forever. But like, we should have chapters, parts, oh, like no, so for we real. can touch on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is your experience thoughts with purity culture? So um I 1000 or well, not 1000 but like I was someone who like took the purity pledge like oh I'll wait until marriage and you know to find the, the my perfect person and yada 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 and all these things and like you know not really looking down on like my friends that were were that weren't like or things like that but um like you know people having sex, people doing things. I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, they do them and whatever. I'm not thinking myself more superior or anything like that. It's just like, this is just what I, I'm deciding to do. And, but for some time, again, with like the thoughts that come with like things that I was doing and it's just like, I would feel bad every single time because it's just like, I'm missing the mark. And it's like, you know, you, you preach this thing of like, and it's unfortunately mostly taught to just girls, mm-hmm. not really um, as strict on as as not really as strict on boys as it is on girls, but mm-hmm. mostly taught to girls that they can't even kiss. <laughs> like 
<laughs> if they kiss, kissing leads to touching, and touching leads to this, and da da da. Next thing you know, you're pregnant. <laughs> that's, that's the line of thought. And um, like I remember when I had my like first real kiss, I was like, "Ooh, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do that no more." Okay, bye. Um. Like, that was, like, the only, like, that was, like, the, not the only, but that was, like, the start of it, where it was, like, it was a constant war of me doing things that are very natural, very human to do, you know, you kiss, you, you, like, you're exploring, like, bodies and things like that, like, things like that, where it's just, like, I, I, I would do it, and then I would feel so bad, and I would be, like, oh, my gosh, I'm this, like, unclean thing, and, like, all of that, and then Mm -hmm. it just got to a point where it was, like, and that's, where I, like I said, I started to focus more on my relationship and with God. And it was just like, you know what? I'm human. One. Two. That does not define me. Like, mm-hmm. me being like, oh, wow, you made it to marriage. What do you want? Like, okay, cool. Like, it's not like a... And even then, like I was, I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. Like it wasn't like I was doing it to better my relationship with God. It wasn't that I was doing it to, like it was just like I was doing it because, like my parents told me to, and then like I felt like I had to, or like I had this obligation to do it. But it was like it got to a point where it's like, all right, like you're 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 missing the mark. One and two, it's just like that's not who you are like like I said it doesn't define you Mm -hmm. and so when I finally let it go and did it (laughs) I like I just I feel bad like I don't regret my decision I don't um I feel like me being honest with myself and like I feel like me being honest with myself and being honest with how I view my relationship with God and how I it is it's made it just it's made a, a whole lot me feeling about myself better it made a whole lot just everything is a lot better like not trying to stress oh I have to wait I have to be pure I have to do this I can't do that I can't do that if that's all all it is that's not true to me in my in my experience and everything that's not true um relationship with God like it's not you're not being honest like you're just doing it just for the sake of it like you're doing it because you feel like you have to you feel like people are watching you feel like um you want to obtain like a certain status and like or like look but not I don't even say look better but like where it's like oh I would like I did say in my head like I would like to tell my children one day that oh yeah I made it to marriage and blah 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 like what does that serve nothing absolutely nothing and like it doesn't hurt anybody like it not say it doesn't hurt anybody but like made with sound mind and I say that and like not just because I have seen people get hurt and get burned and it's not saying that they weren't sound in their decision um but basically that is just like I didn't I don't regret it and I things like that but then also with my trigger warning with my uh with my assault like I felt like again I was so defiled that like it was just like I'm not even perfect enough to be married or get married because someone took something from me 
um, and violated me. And I feel like that's also a thing in like purity culture, like where these things happen and it happens in the church and you have these girls and some of them even get shunned where it's like something that happened beyond their control um, like is done and they get shunned and exiled and um, like demonized and all this stuff. And it's like, what's just, again, I can go on and on and on and on and on and on about it all i'm saying is that it's dumb <laughs> that's, that's the best way i can put it it's dumb and it's it's very um just oppressive just another tool used to oppress specifically girls and women yeah i definitely agree um it's an oppressive tool and my experience with it is different because as a child I would say that like I was you know aware of the misguidance and the misgivings and of the church and whatnot and that like though I tried in some areas because of peer pressure to like be a good Christian at the same time I just didn't so when it came to purity and whatnot and keeping yourself to God until marriage I was not doing that (laughs) um I was kissing whoever I wanted (laughs) And doing whatever else and not necessarily feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. But like, and that has a whole other layer on top of that for me personally, which we may or may not discuss in future podcasts. But like, it was like, there was a other like deciding factor as to whether I was uh, practicing purity or not. And that had to do with personal like <laughs> experiences and personal perspective of who I am or was as a person. But um, yeah, but I, I saw the effect it had on like other people around me. Mm-hmm. And like also the purity coach thing got really weird because like these girls, like the practices, I don't, and this didn't happen specifically at a Catholic church I went to, but just like, I guess a denomination or whatever white people church people go to, <laughs> white people go to. And like, they would make promises to their fathers. Right. Yeah. And I'm just that. like, that's weird. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, no, didn't do that. Yeah. I'm just like, why are you promising your virginity to your daddy? That don't make yeah. no fucking sense. Yeah. What? Like, when you even when you put it that way, it's like, huh? That doesn't, that doesn't sound weird to y'all. Exactly. Like, and they would have these purity balls and they would mm-hmm. go, I'm just like, that's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who was that guy, um, Sigmund Freud? That man was in his bag. Hello. (laughs) Look, I'm just saying, a lot of the stuff that he talked about, I'm just like, yo, this shit is weird, okay? Um, But I saw how it affected other people. And also, it's just like, I feel like the purity purity culture and these promises can be very crippling for people. Mm -hmm. Some people take it with ease and stride, and I look and I won't say I love that for them, but I'm glad that it doesn't cause them distress right. to like make this type of promise. But for other people, I could see how detrimental it was to mm-hmm. keep up with this purity culture. And also, again, trigger warning, if they were assaulted by somebody in your church and like how they still have to stay in church and be mm-hmm. with their assaulter every day and whatnot. And just like, it's such a traumatizing experience. And like, you know, all this stuff goes hand in hand. And I'm just like, God may, God quote unquote may sex. So 
what's the issue with a Jordan when you are ready, when you and this other person who is of consenting age <laughs> is ready, you know? So that's my thing. So purity culture definitely toxic, definitely dangerous mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Now, if you just make a personal promise to yourself, I don't want to do anything with anybody until I'm ready or until, I'm, until I get married, then that's your prerogative. Right. You know? But when it's coming from an outside factor like church or family or whatever it is, I'm just like, that is very, like, you know, dangerous. And also, like, you you hear and you see um, situations about people getting married and then they have a terrible sex life. Right, right. <laughs> and then that's literally for reasons for divorce. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I'm not saying that you should, like, if you don't want to test the waters before you, whatever, that's, again, your business, your prerogative. But I feel that people should be able to explore and see what you like and see if you're compatible because there are multiple elements when it comes to relationships, especially marriage. Now, if you and your partner decide that sex is not, like, a super duper important thing, that is great. That is beautiful. But, like, in human... I don't want to say human nature because it's not human nature. Some people are asexual and that's, like, that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. But if sex is a thing that you are wanting to do, I feel like test drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> test drive the car because some, especially for religious institutions, like you are locked in in this marriage. And if you try to get a divorce, you get a divorce, you are shunned from that community. So like, yeah. But that is my tidbit on purity culture. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> we're just like uh, well we have reached the end yeah. of the piping hot tea or piping hot spirituality yes man we need to make part two part three part four because <laughs> there's so many other things I know we have to say mm-hmm. <laughs> about the situation but I digress like you said we have reached the end and so we're going to move on to our favorite parts of this mm-hmm. podcast Let's see. So, we so have our, whoops. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm saying, so what, um, what are you recommending for us to sip on? Okay. So I don't have a tea rec today because I don't, but my favorite drink or one of my favorite drinks is the white cran strawberry by the, um, I forgot what brand. Ocean Spray. There we go. Thank you so much. First off, Ocean Cranin Spray and- got so many combinations of cranberry drinks. All the check them out. <laughs> but white cran strawberry, ooh, smacks every single time. Okay, so y'all go to Walmart or wherever you get your juice and go to the juice aisle and pick that bad boy up. Yes, we definitely love cranberry and all the cranberry ocean spray and all all their children. Exactly, all them babies, all the babies, <laughs> all them little little biracial kids. Exactly. <laughs> Got eighteen different baby mamas. <laughs> they they all smack. Okay, all smack. Um, mine also is not a tea. Um, but I'm sure y'all been seeing it around on like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you get on. Uh, it's the Brazilian lemonade slash limeade. Um, it's made with limes. You use the entire lime, like grind it up and take out the the extra. Um. And then you use condensed milk and then you mix it in. If you want to spike it, you can spike it with a little bit of rum. Cruise rum is a better option. Cough, cough. 
and then you pour it over ice and you enjoy it. It's really good. It's like a creamy. It tastes like those. I don't know. If, I don't know if y'all have had that. Um, it's like the 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 lime the lime paleta. Like it's like a creamy lime drink. Um, it's really good, and I highly recommend it. Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna give that a try. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. what is your book rec for today? So, my book is, ironically, <laughs> "Their Eyes Were Watching God" um, by Zora Nielsen. It's about it's a coming of age story about um, this woman who is going through. Um, I guess it's an period. It's a periodic piece. Um, I want to say Jim. You know how long it's been since I read this book. Not really Jim Crow. <laughs> But I think the 50s is when it was, around that time. And she's, one, struggling with her spirituality. And, um, you know, she writes in her journal and things like that. Um, or prayer journal. Whatever she writes in. It's it's a, like, a not a diary. It's a personal, like, from a personal standpoint, point of view. Where, like, it seems like she's writing to something. Maybe it's her thoughts. Whatever. Um, about with God, and it's like, like how it's like, as God, how are you allowing these things to happen? Um, and then also, like, in the end, I don't want to say the end, never mind, but <laughs> <laughs> it's more than just like her, her views on religion and things like that. It's just really just her growing into herself and herself as a woman. And it touches, essentially, touches to all the things that we spoke on about like struggling with existing and then struggling with also like this religion and all of that um it sounds boring and it sounds like mad but it was a pretty good book i liked it i that was one of the few books that i read in high school till it's like to its entirety because everything else i definitely spark noted (laughs) (laughs) i know i have to read that book for like a summer thing and i can't remember a single thing for it from it (laughs) so i should definitely you know pick that back up and see what's on and popping but yes um so my recommendation is not actually a book. It's a research paper, um, an article. It's called, Is the Black Church Anti-Black, The Black Church, The Religion of White Supremacy, and the African, um, oh, I always say this wrong, this, this, uh, diaspora. thank you, diaspora. I don't know why I always say that wrong. Let me start over. <clears throat> so again, <laughs> the, um, the book, or it's not even a book, right? It's an article. Uh, it's called, It's a Black Church, Anti-Black, The Black Church, The Religion of White Supremacy, and African Diaspora. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the African Diaspora Identities, um, Identity Crisis by Donnell McLaughlin. I think I said his name mm-hmm. right. Um, I actually follow him on Twitter. I'm going to plug him. It's called Donnell Wright. He's also a deconstructing Christian. And he talks about all these different points that just like, man. And he puts all these references out and whatnot. And so um, he went to the Chicago Theological Seminary. And that's where he, you know, um, got his um, degree and wrote the paper for. And so it, um, again, breaks down the, you know, the Black church and Christianity and how white supremacy plays and I, um, plays a role in it. And also the identity crisis that comes with, like, knowing that, like, you know, the history of the Black church and blah, blah, blah. Um, and for him, just, like, 
special fun fact about him that like even though he's a deconstructing Christian, he still has his own version of prayer and meditation. And like it's very interesting to see and hear him talk about like his experiences and how he like come to terms that he was raised in the in this Christian church. His mother or his grandmother is Jamaican and whatnot. And so um how she like raised him and you know a christian household and this also reminds me of a twitter quote is that um it's this person who's talking about his mother and he's like i look at my mother and i see god or how can you not see god or something like that and that was just so beautiful for me because you know god is this person that's supposed to provide and protect or just you know be all knowing all loving but he was like he sees his mother at a bust a bus station or whatever it's called a bus um bus stop thank you i don't know <laughs> how to bring <laughs> he's his mother at a bus stop and it's like raining hard and he's like i see god in my mother because she's like you know doing what she can and sacrificing to take, take care of her kids as mm-hmm. you know this is as a black woman so um i would definitely you know check that out and whatnot but um yeah and then again, I just want to do a shameless plug. Um, me and my other bestie, we are Niger Geeks. We are going to be an anime group. So, you know, we're about to get social media and stuff set up, but that is going to be our handle. So, you know, give us a follow. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was good conversation. And like you said, we're going to probably have multiple other parts as time progresses. Definitely um, so. But unfortunately we do have to go because we don't want to be taking up y'all's time exactly and we got things to do (laughs) but thank you for joining in our podcast about christianity um and make sure to follow us on all our social medias uh we will have it posted below with the show notes and if you have any questions comments or concerns or any suggestions as to other topics that you would like for us to cover send us a dm we'd be happy to you know indulge and always as always write us a review and if you also email you can email us a review if you're listening on spotify or bullhorn mm-hmm. and on apple podcast i'm so glad you got that third podcast up and going <laughs> or like figure out the name because i kept saying i was going to do it i kept forgetting but yes yeah. Bullhorn. And make sure you share with your friends and people. Yes. All right, friend. It's been great talking to you. Yep. Till next time. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.